and welcome to another episode of the Kayfabe Comparisons Podcast. It's your boy, Wex Breaking the Loss, and coming to you live once again, and we are with the absence of Mr. Know-It-All Daniel John Schaefer. He's out at Disney World or some shit with his kids, having a good time. But we got your boy, the patron saint of the rock block, used to be, but now he's down there in War Trace, Tennessee, raising hell and taking names, and that's your boy, Jesse Baker. What's up, dude? Oh man, just chilling. Super excited about this week. We got a, a guest-heavy episode this week. I'm super stoked. And uh, top five tag teams. I mean, who can ask for more? I'm into it. Yeah, and then we have a special guest who was on here a few weeks ago, Miss Jessica Rosenberg. How you doing? I am uh, what they say, L-I-V-I-N. I, I, I can feel that. I'm, I'm feeling that. And we and we got some other special guests popping up later here once we get into the meat and taters of the show. But we're going to go ahead and start it off with like, you know, kind of a current events shit. What's going on here? And did anybody happen to ca- catch Extreme Rules last week? I caught the main event and the return of Bray Wyatt. And just that alone was pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I did, too. I mean, the first match really was the to me, the biggest one. I mean, you know, the Walter and Co. versus the Brawling Brutes, that was a fucking banger. It was absolutely great. To me, it kind of made the show. I thought the main event and the thing with Bray coming back, I mean, yes, it was a moment, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of a, the match in and of itself was super convoluted. Cormier, like, that was just such a weird addition to me, and it kind of took away from the match in a lot of ways. And I kind of wish that the debut had been more like, impactful i love the cliffhanger though i mean that's something that's not really done in wrestling as much these days there are some decent matches in the show overall i mean you know the very first and the very last were the thing to do so okay i, I, I might have to go back and check out that uh, big brawl between the brutes and walter Gun- gunther whatever the fuck he's called now these days but <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch Raw this week, but I definitely heard a lot of good things. Raw's still way too long for me, three hours on a Monday night, not ready for it. So did you guys catch any of that? Was it? Is there anything significant that you saw? Because I heard the vibes, that new Triple H era, the whole DX reunion, and a bunch of other like just stuff on the card I heard was good. I uh, They had me standing at least once. I popped like a motherfucker twice, which has not happened for me during Raw in a long time. I mean, I watched it. Based on the rumors that wound up coming true. Good uh, brothers. My big homies, Big LG and the machine gun, Carl Anderson, coming back. And as soon as AJ came out, I was like, yep, it's happening. And my girlfriend is like very confused on the couch watching me stand up in anticipation of that moment occurring. <laughs> and, you know, they played it out. They look big, mean, and ready to fucking roll. And I guess they're going to be probably in a War Games match as the rumor in Survivor Series now. So. Ooh. You know, looking forward to that. I thought they did a good job on Raw this week, man. I mean, there were a lot of surprises and stuff, and that's something that WWE and USA Network mutually need, you know? I agree. Well, that's pretty fucking sick. I did happen to actually catch AEW Dynamite this week, and there's a lot of really good matches just like last week, like a lot of good in-ring work. Maybe some of the storyline booking stuff maybe not have been the best. But, dude, like Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, the Jericho versus Danielson match was fucking fantastic. Orange Cassidy versus Pac or Pac or, like, you know, always say whatever the fuck you want to call that dude. And that fucking Hangman Adam Page promo, that was probably the best thing of the show. Like, it was pretty fucking solid. He just, yeah, he's the man. I, uh, I I did not see it yet. I, that that's on my list to do after the show today. Well, let me yeah, tell you, if you're gonna watch anything. Yeah, catch that promo. Duly noted. 
and the wrestling too. Though. Like the matches that I mentioned, and like I'm sure even you might like some different stuff on there. But like, dude, those matches were pretty fucking solid. Hopefully, they can get past this whole you know goddamn backstage bullshit because even though the match has been great, I'm still I'm still missing the elite. I'm missing Kenny and the Bucks. Like, it's all elite wrestling. Without them, it just kind of feels a little weird. You know, I mean, well, I guess we'll see what happens there, but. I will say I got I got a little bit of inside sources from uh, somebody who's very close to AEW, and they've already mentioned how there's some legal trouble that's uh, calls that basically that's halting everything. It basically it's CM Punk and his lawyers are all, they're all bullshit. I, I see I see y'all laughing over here, but I know. I know I know some motherfuckers. I mean, I'm like two people. No, actually. we're not laughing at that at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Our our special guests coming up are just popping us over here. Is what's happening? Oh, okay. They're fucking with me. You're fucking with you. But I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it it could happen. It could fucking possibly happen. You know, there's we'll a lot of things on. that need to happen that I want to happen between like. WWE and then also like what you want to see in AEW like there's lots of things in the brain that are like I really hope it goes this way yeah I just want the legal shit to go ahead and get over with like if CM Punk isn't going to wrestle anymore or whoever they're going to fire go ahead and get over uh, bye like I'm, I, I could live the rest of my life without ever seeing CM Punk ever again he's a bitch and I'm yeah. over his shit I a hundred percent agree. I've never even been that big of a fan of never. him anyways. Like when he was in WWE, like he had some cool shit and I've went back and watched his ring of honor stuff. It's cool or whatever. And he had some pretty solid matches in AEW, but I've never been like just a punk fan, like a punk guy. So like him leaving, like I've always known he's like had a shitty attitude. Like who yeah. cares? Good riddance. To You're me, owed, like the owed and beat up. Like you said, I don't care. Gone. Something to bring up, I guess is uh Renee Paquette. For some reason. Oh, yes. That, yeah. that's a very important thing. She debuted AEW, making her return to pro wrestling and starting off with a nice little interview, which I like her better as a backstage like segment interview person more than commentary. I mean, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I like that. They I kind of forced her on commentary in WWE and it wasn't that great, but her as an interviewer, she's one of the best ones. Just curious about AEW spending all their money on like non wrestling talent and you know, not necessarily really pushing the rest of the wrestling talent past a certain point unless they've already been pushed. And that seems to be a trend here lately, and that kind of scares me a little bit. But well, yeah. Well, hey, at least Orange Cassidy finally got a championship because he's been over like Rover since the fucking beginning. So maybe that'll be something. Well, everybody'll have one before it's all said and done. So one day, everybody everybody gets a chance at the belt. That's the whole thing, like you get salty because, oh, this guy isn't getting pushed and this guy. But, like, everybody can't be on the top at the same time. And if you hot you potato shit. Yeah, and if you hot potato, like, the belt too many times doesn't mean anything. So, like, you, got, you just got to wait your time. Wait till it's time to get that push. It's all about timing. Well, I want to hit uh, go back to one other topic real quick because I do think that there's some scuttlebutt here that's interesting. With the Good Brothers debuting in the WWE and Carl Anderson still being the never open weight champion, yep. That's that's interesting. That's something that they have not let really go down before. And that kind of that intrigues me just because we've seen a lot of stuff that we all thought WWE would never do happen here within the last few weeks. And it makes me wonder, are there going to be some collabs that we don't see coming? Hey, they have not canceled his title defense against Hiko Leo, Hiko Leo, whatever you want to fucking call him. They haven't canceled that yet, so all I'm saying is it could still happen. And Triple H is more of the dude who's going to let you complete your commitments and your dates more than a Vince McMahon. So, 
I think that's pretty cool. Fucking well, makes sense for WWE at this point, you know. Yeah, for sure. So that's pretty much the main meat and taters in the news. If you can think of anything else significant happening this week, I can't really. I think it's been a pretty tame week. It's ter- I mean, pretty much all the news happened on TV, except for all the backstage kerfuffle bullshit and stuff like Andrade, which I don't really think a lot of people care too much about. We do have Triple uh, A, Triple Mania 30 coming up here in a couple of days. I think that some people have eyes on making that into something to have seen. I don't know how many people will watch it live, but I'm sure you're going to want to go back and see that. Uh, just uh. with all the scuttlebutt in AEW, I think that that's going to be an important show. Yeah, I'll probably catch it at some point, but nothing can ever beat fucking Vampira. That fucking <laughs> triple mania. <laughs> Did you guys hear about what Edge is going to do now? Oh, he's acting in some shit. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, so Percy Jackson was a novel, and then it got made into a couple of movies, and now they're doing, uh, I think it's like Disney Plus is doing a series, and he's going to be on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I won't say who he is or anything, but that got announced, so I'm just like, oh. This makes so much sense. And I'm like, all right, that's that's could be cool. And I'm glad that's less you stress know, on that neck, less stress on the neck. And then, you know, Beth got to pop in the ring, which was awesome. So I'm glad that that happened. And we'll see what he's going to be like in that. Maybe there's a little tie in. Maybe there's some Percy Jackson in the old WWE, you know. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Percy they Jackson don't- versus God versus Vince McMahon three way. God, yeah, like probably, a Titan God versus get his win back. like Zeus and shit. It's called the heck in a cell. Yeah, I think God needs to get his win back. He's he's lost at least three times, and like he should at least get one win. I mean, he's God, right? I suppose so. It depends <laughs> Maybe on he'll just right. win in the end. Yeah, that's some good shit. But I think it's time to go ahead and get to the real deal of this episode, and that is our top five favorite tag teams of all time, and uh. Got the little WWE Tag Team Championship in the background. If you can see the video, trying to get on brand. But I'm going to go ahead and let Jesse introduce our special guest for this top five. We are super happy to have back some of our uh, our brothers from some of Wex and I's random wrestling adventures. One of the top tag teams in the indies currently. The illustrious, great, great, great grandsons of Frank Gotch, the Gotch Brothers. How you guys doing? Hey, what up? How are you? Chilling. Gagged on my uh, eyewear earlier. <laughs> Do what now? Did you deep throat it to clean it? Yeah. Wow. Effective. It, that's that's, one way, to, that's one way to say it. By the way, while before we get started, I need to uh, address the elephant in the room. I stand by my decision. How I Met Your Mother is better than The Office. You know okay, what? I will say, after some consideration and some thinking about it, your argument isn't too far off because The Office, you know, they had a it's few, se- at least two to three, four seasons that weren't really that good. There's only it was, it was two. It was two seasons two. after Michael Scott left, and it and was then, like and then one nine, episode of season How I Met Your nine. Mother. Season nine, they had to make it up. It was three episodes of How I Met Your Mother, but still. But I, I will give you that they had a more solid, consistent run. And I know The Office really isn't for everybody, and How I Met Your Mother is just – I feel like it's a little bit more accessible. I love The and Office. And it's good. Was there a spinoff of how, of The Office? Not yet, but apparently Without there Without How I Met Your Mother, there would be no How I Met Your Father. It is garbage. There would be no Cobra Kai. That is true, too. <laughs> that is true, too. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. She is the real Karate Kid. Okay. There would no, be. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. 
right, I'll give you that. I, I was a little upset at first, but then I thought about it. As long as you're not saying it's better than Seinfeld, it's all right. Well, Seinfeld is the one that inspired all Without Seinfeld, there'd be nothing. There'd be no hey, office. All right, cool. At least, all right, great. Right, I love that. that. It probably just wouldn't be television in general. Yeah. But all right, I guess uh, you want to go ahead and uh, do you want to start us off, Jesse, with number five and the first of our top five favorite tag teams? I will, and I want to I want to throw out that the Gotchas were a little bit more prepared than I was, and they also prepped, and we'll do this at the end of the countdown, but they also prepped their top indie tag team. So Wex and Jessica, I'll give you guys time over the course of the top five to do some thinking if you have one, and we can do that outside of the top five at the very tail end. I already have mine, so. You know, we'll see what happens. But top five tag teams of all time. A lot of people probably thought this would rank a little bit higher on my end. Uh, my top, my number five is going to have to go to Mr. Jeff and Mr. Matt, the Hardy Boys. Number five? Number five of all time to me. And I, it, hey, it's top five. So. It's and it's your and it's your personal favorite. So I yeah, yeah, of course. But you got to go. I mean. It's number five. That's still rarefied air. I mean, this is a long fucking list if you're thinking about tag teams of all time. And I obviously, not enough could be said about the Hardys and the way that they revolutionized. That should be a term probably, but revolutionized how tag team wrestling was done at that time. They showed off a completely different style and physique to a mainstream audience and went out of their way to encapsulate that audience. Not without the help of people like Edge and Christian and the Dudleys, don't get me wrong, but... There were people that automatically, when they hit the screen, they resonated with the audience. And I, you know, there was never really a match for the first several years they were on TV that I didn't want to watch or that I regretted watching. I was thoroughly enthused. I don't think anybody can argue that they're Hall of Fame talent. And, you know, could still be as long as Jeff would get his shit together. But, you know, this yeah, their run on the Indies when they left when they left uh, WWE, the run on the Indies was incredible. Oh, my God. Before they went back. Absolutely crazy. Massively influential on a lot of things that wound up being on TV, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like 110%. So my number five of all time, the Hardy Boys. And I'm going to kick it first to our uh, very special guests, the Gotch Brothers, for their number five tag team. What do we got? Uh, we had the Dudleys at number five. Mm, that's a good they, choice. Dudley. I mean, they ran ECW for all those years. They, they had, had they had like 30 Dudleys, right? Not just that. They had how many WWE titles, how many TNA titles, how many ECW titles. Everywhere and New they Japan. They've got, and New Japan. They've got the most tag team titles ever of any tag team. Their work, the dichotomy between the two of them, absolutely yeah. solid pick. Plus, them, yeah. I mean, Bully Ray. I love Bully Ray. Oh, yeah. And then Devon is test. I mean, come on. Even when they went singles, they were they were still. And Devon team. gave us Batista. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Eighteen world tag team reigns to be. Damn. Yeah, they're crazy. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Uh, all right, top five Dudleys for the Gotch Boys, Jessica. Oh, me. Mm. <laughs> okay, so it's the Headbangers. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Look, if they were that age in AEW now, that shit would be amazing. The 90s is so fucking right now again. Like, 
all of that shit would have gone over so well. I think they were ahead of their times. Or even if they had started a little bit later in the Attitude Era, that they would have gotten a better push. Um, I mean, the Cornette developed them. You know what I mean? Like, classic... They beat the Hardy Boys in Nashville. Like, so, like, you know, I remember watching that. I remember, like, seeing those dudes and, like, you know, now that I think about some of the guys that I dated, it makes sense. Um, You know what I mean? So, like, anytime wrestlers turn heel and just start doing drag, I'm into it. And (laughs) they had one of the most classic merch. Real men wear skirts shirts. Like, I mean, like. So beat up. Top five. Mwah, mwah. It's a hot take. It is. Mm-hmm. A, I did not expect that one. The Madonna oh. bra era was a little strange for me. Uh, I, I, I was always wondered how they could wrestle in something like that, but you know, each their own. Wesley, number a really five. Good attitude about everything that's happened in his life. So. Yes. Plus. All right then. So coming in at number five for me is the longest reigning WWE World Tag Team Champions of all time, and that's the fucking New Day. They have, in modern fucking tag team wrestling, like, ever since, like, when I really got heavy back into it in, like, 2014 after taking, like, two to three years off, like, oh, wrestling is whack in the late 2000, late 2010s, or, like, you know, that 2010, 2011, 2012 era. It was garbage, so I was out of it. But the New Day revitalizing that Freebird rule, and they took a gimmick that was kind of forced upon them that didn't really work, and they made it fucking work, and they have, dude... All, and then all of them individually are so fucking good. And like we've talked about on this podcast before, Xavier Woods is the best out of those three. He's the fucking gym. He's underrated, like wrestling talent wise and just personality, everything. He is the dude and everything about them. Like just dude, I have the tag team title in the background. Used to have the poster with the old crib hooked up with it, but haven't really put everything up here. But the, those three dudes and everything they've done. Just fucking fantastic. Coming at number five for me, the New Day. Sure. Number five tag team all time for your boy Wex. Do you have a preferential combination of the three in terms of the tag team? Uh, I don't know. They, it's unique combinations are great. Like I love any, I love Woods and Big E, but Woods and Kofi also works great. And Kofi and Big E is still pretty. Cl- I mean, I feel like depending on what the story or the, the storyline or the feud is, you can kind of interchange them. And that's, what's beautiful about the new day, that free bird rule. You never know what you're going to get. There you free go. Unless someone's injured then you know exactly what you're going to get. But besides that, it was hard not to include them. Well, my number four strongly related is actually the fabulous Freebirds. Ooh. Okay. For much of the same reason of the innovation, uh, especially with the free bird rule aspect, but innovation just kind of in general. And I mean, you can't really get much more heat in a territory than a guy like Michael Hayes, both in front of and behind the camera. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, you know, the advent of the music, the advent of the glitz and glam thing, they just did it in a way that a lot of tag teams weren't dared to do because the tag teams doing it took away from the other guy sometimes. Whereas with the free birds, I don't necessarily think that it did. I really thought that, you know, Hayes always sort of being the focus of it really enhanced the talent, you know. But, I mean, I just think the Freebirds are inarguably, like, kind of set a trail for a lot of other people to follow in many, many, many ways. And the Freebird rule, obviously, I mean, come on, they got a fucking rule named after them. You got to love mm-hmm. that. And if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be custom entrance music, so. Truth. Absolutely. Love Joey it. Joey fact. 
Joey's not uh, this fully stupid brother. <laughs> Good old uh, Bad Street, man. Classic. Oh, man. It's, they even had a music video. They even had a music video. I believe they were the first to do that, too. Yes. I mean. Got to get right. to the Is it our turn? Number four. Number four from the Gotch Brothers. Forsky. Joey. Usos. Oh, okay. That's the argue. They're, they just what they've accomplished, and there's nothing like a brother tag team. So, like within the last, okay, the last we can agree between 08 and oh and 2013, 14 was a rough. Those were rough years for WWE and for tag team wrestling. Yep. Oh, yeah. for, like exactly, you're right. Yeah. 14 is when things changed. <laughs> Usos. I mean. From the minute they debuted to, I mean, up and now, they're they're still, I mean, they're they're incredible. It's a dream match that any tag team working in any promotion anywhere across the country, even the trash promotions up in West Tennessee, they all dream of working the Usos. <laughs> I mean, it's if you don't dream of if you're a tag team and you don't want to work the Usos. Then you're not a real tag team. Yeah. There's just nothing incredible. I I can dig it. I can dig it. Solid number four from the Gotch Brothers. The Usos. Number four, Miss Jessica Rosenberg. Um, I have a tie. Okay. There's a reason. Um, And that reason is Jimmy, the mouth of the South heart. So he managed both of these uh, teams around the same time. One of them, he completely changed their look, turned them into blondes, made them wear black and gold. I am talking about the Glamour Girls. Ah. And um, so Judy Martin and Leilani, they were AJWPW, so they oversaw the training of Sherry, um, who we talked about the last time I was on. And WWF, um, they... We're in the first Royal Rumble, and um, they actually got screwed over by Moolah um, because she wasn't getting a cut of their shit, which actually— Was that a shoot or real? I'm sorry. No, for real. (laughs) No, for real. And uh, so, like, because of that, they told, like, hey, at the end of their Japan tour, they're supposed to win the titles, which WWF was like, no, we didn't do that. So there was all that really cool drama, which is, you know, fuck Moolah. Um, and then, so at the same time, which I would feel most people would think it should be higher on the list is the heart foundation, the original heart foundation. Um, so with them, I mean, obviously iconic, the both of them, both Jim and Brett, two time WWF, um, tag team chants. They were in WrestleMania two. Um, they were beaten by Andre the Giant um, out in, in a Royal Rumble. They were the last three standing. And, of course, that giant, beautiful man took them out. Um, so um, and then lastly, like what I think was really cool is that by WrestleMania seven, um, Hart was managing the Nasty Boys and the Nasty Boys beat the Hart Foundation to take the title away. And that was the last time they were champs. And that's after that, that's when Brett started to focus on his solo career. I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. OG mm-hmm. Hart Foundation and the Glamour Girls. I see, I see, I see. Wexley, numero cuatro. 
Okay, coming in at number four for me are the 10-time WCW World Tag Team Champions, and I think you know who I'm talking about, and that's motherfucking Harlem Heat, Booker T and Stevie Uh, Ray. And, dude, what more can I say? Uh, Sensei or Sister Sherry at the time managing them, Dude, they went on such a great fucking run, and that's literally what put Booker T over to like let him go into his five-time WCW World Championships, his few WWE World Championships. And Stevie Ray, I know, never really got the due that he deserved because he was good in his own right. But you're up. What? What? What's up? What's up? They were on number six. Number six? Oh, oh so they bear. That's your honorable mention, basically. It's. Right out of the top ten, but I mean, dude, they were so good together, and so many classic matches, a lot of garbage matches too that they had to get put through early in their career against people like fucking Public Enemy and a lot of other like garbage hardcore matches. They had to deal with a lot of bullshit early in their career to get to where they were, and they put in the work and just so many classic moments. You know, the Booker T inward slip classic. That's a Harlem Heat moment. Like so much iconic shit and. Harlem Heat 2000 with Ahmad Johnson was whack. I'll just go ahead and put that out there. And Ahmad Johnson was just – he's one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time. Even though the the his finisher, it was sick. I'll, I'll give it to him. But besides that, yeah, yeah. Harlem Heat coming in for me at number five – or number four, fuck, on my top five tag teams of all time. Four right, time, right. four time, four time, four time. <laughs> All right, number three in my world has to go to one half of the legendary Four Horsemen, and I'm talking about the Brain Busters. Got to be Arn and Tully, man. Uh, there's something about the way that those guys worked. I did specifically love the Brain Busters run in WWF, but I just think them as a tag team in general is pretty exemplary of what, like, just classic roughneck non-stardom, non-glitz, non-glamour tag team real wrestling should have been in that era. And I going back and watching any Brain Busters match or any match with Arn and Tully tagging, I still think to this day holds up. I'm glad that neither one of them was more active in the ring recently than we thought that they were going to be because that would have been dog shit. But it was uh, absolutely fucking classic for its day. So my number three definitely goes to Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Number three from the Gotch Bros. What do we got? All right. Silver medal. No, this is the bronze medal. Bronze medal. Bronze, I went. I went one early. Bronze. Sorry. Give me a pass. <laughs> Just I well, jumped the gun a bit. Our number three will be uh, two people that would be on most people's Mount Rushmore of uh, top four pro wrestlers of all time, and that's the Mega Powers. Woo. So uh, Savage and Hogan. You got <sighs> such powerful names behind the two. I mean it. They were. They were. They were together for such a short time. But but it made tag team wrestling interesting at yes. when a time when tag wrestling was not interesting. Not to mention the build alone. <laughs> that, and that storyline alone, the Miss Elizabeth oh, man, thing, fuck. I was so – a year in the making. A year Started in the making. Started my love for wrestling. Yeah. Oh. I mean yeah, the handshake. I mean it's – The – Yeah. <laughs> the handshake. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Recreate yeah. that. Every, every one of my friends and – yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's it. even though I did not watch that shit till later in my life, because, you know, I'm a little bit but younger, you back and watch. but fuck, you that's, so, back, that's so impactful, so powerful because of the names that were involved. 
100%. I love it. I dig it. Number three from the Gotch Brothers, the Mega Powers, which moves us on to Jessica. Number three, bronze medal. My bronze is... Get the tables. It's the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Gotchas are trying to correct number five. Number five. <laughs> hey, I'll go ahead and say that's my number three also, the Dudley Boys. I mean, I picked him for three because 3D, duh. My boyfriend actually was like, they have to be your number three. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. Um, you know, they are also between all of the Does promotions that they like worked for. Pardon? Does your boyfriend look like Jeff Hardy? No, my boyfriend actually looks like Devon, and I dressed as Bubba Ray for Halloween. Fair. Oh, I made sick. this shirt. That's, That's great. I'll send you pictures. Um, so between all of their promotions, their 18 world tag team, they have 18 world tag team reigns as well. Um, and they are the only tag team to hold a WWF, WWE, ECW, WCW, NWA, TNA, and IWGP championships. That's a lot. It's a lot of letters. And since they're also my number three pick, I mean, you've pretty much covered their fucking accomplishments, but the time that I started watching wrestling, like I started watching literally like 1998 was the year. So like by 99, 2000, they like, dude, they were like so impactful. Like that, you know, the TLC matches with the Hardys, Edge and Christian, like they were so fucking cool and so different, like so completely different than any other tag team at the time. And then I, of course, you know, found out about their ECW history later and all that stuff. But dude, and like you said, just bully Ray's solo runs alone. Fucking fantastic. And like I mentioned, Devon Dudley, the original manager for Batista, who went on to be fucking bigger than wrestling. Like, dude, so many. And dude, till this day, the crowd pops for like Devon, get the tape. Like, dude, even though people try to say, oh, Public Enemy, they were the first guys to really use the tables or this and that. But, dude, fuck that. The Dudley boys are the table guys. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. So let's go ahead and uh, pass it back over to your boy, Jesse. And I guess we're going to get actually into the silver that I jumped the gun on. <laughs> i to make a little bit silver. of a note about the Dudleys. One big thing, too. I always like to go back to the importance in our specific age ranges about the wrestling video games at the time. Oh, yeah. And there is no argument that – incorporating a 3d into wrestling video games for the first time was something that I greatly anticipated as it was happening. And I remember the first time it was on N64 and it was such a fucking difficult thing to time, right. And pull yes. off. It used to piss me off so much. You know how hard it was to get it set up with table and perfect Dude. position oh. in WrestleMania 2000 or no mercy. God, that was infuriating. Yeah. Was, Even if you have full, all four controllers hooked up and everyone working together, it's still fucking <laughs> still hard. Still not happening. Four people working on together. On the controller, just... Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm so trying to flick it the, for the, at the right time. Like, but no, it was worth it, that God middle. Damn. Nope. Yeah. Fucking like, trash. Like but great at the same time. But, but the best wrestling game of all time. It's, it, it is the best tag team. So hopefully that new AEW really game is supposed to be just like No Mercy and all that shit. That's what they say. WrestleMania 2000, the greatest wrestling game. Or of all. I mean, WrestleMania, same thing. I'm just saying it's supposed to be like the Aki games. It's supposed to run, <laughs> do the, it's supposed to be the same control style. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because, we'll I mean, I'll probably buy it. Fuck it. Who'd I buy video. I mean, if I buy Madden every year, yeah, I'll fucking buy this. You know? Teams of all time, <laughs> not greatest video games. It's true. Moving <laughs> into the silver medal 
for me, and this is a controversial one because a lot of people think they're clunky and they suck, but my number two goes to the Legion of Doom slash the Rose. No! Oh, oh, that's our number that's two. Oh, that's good. Now we, we get a little another a double discussion about it. I Just, left them yeah. off on purpose. It's bound to happen on any of these top fives. There's going to be a little bit of dipping our toes in the same water. It's okay. We all friends. But I absolutely just the look, the innovation on the gimmicks. And if you look at it now, look at it two guys that are like that in their personal lives that are just big, brawling, bouncer motherfuckers and putting them in bright neon face paint and replicating things from the specific movie that they did. And then as that gimmick evolved and as it turned into other things, I mean, one of the longest standing, again, something named after them. You got to talk about the pop and got to talk about the finish. And I'm going to pass it to the gotchas because we got the same one. So, you know, use great line to drink a light, you know, you've used that finish a few times. It's I mean, it's a rush, as yeah. they say. <laughs> what a rush. Now, what they bring to the tag team world they completely changed when you think of tag team wrestling everybody thinks of at least the lod oh yeah i mean you can all right so what do you so i want to i got a question what do you guys think about the power warrior and or hiding reich hide and reich oh Oh. lod 2000 power warrior is okay but hide and reich nah no no i don't even i don't even consider power warrior I i don't even look at that but I'm just going straight to LG 2000 time wreck. It was 2000 was with Sonny. 2000 yeah. was WrestleMania 14 no. when they had the goddamn yeah, bicycle right. helmets yeah. and shit. <laughs> Sorry, tequila. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I saw Animal wrestle at uh, uh, TNA Slammiversary. I don't remember 07 maybe. Yeah, when he he was like, they brought him in as like an enforcer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I popped. I mean, it's... But you got the... So you get the team. Any Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling is, should have them because of the innovation that they brought. If you're because smart, you've got LOD on your tag team wrestling Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. If you don't Absolutely. know tag team wrestling, you're probably leaving. If you're smart, you've got them up there. Should. Absolutely. Okay. Obviously, I agree, since they were also my silver medal, which brings us to I mean, the- and that's a hot take that they're a silver medal, too, because most people would put them at number one. Even in the uh, the WWE greatest tag teams of all time video, they put them at number one. Yeah, I'm yep. curious to see who your number ones are. I'm very, that, I'm very curious. Now that we yeah, I'm hoping I don't tie with y'all again, because we might, but... We might. You know us. You know who our number one is. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. We might not, but... The, uh, we'll see what happens. So I'm going to pass it. Silver medal, numero dos, Miss Jessica. Um, so my silver medal is a little bit lower on the list that's already been said, the Hardy Boys. But specifically Broken Matt Hardy, because that shit saved wrestling. It saved wrestling for me. It brought me back. It got me hooked. I became wrestling obsessed again. I popped for it. I was an absolute broken Matt Hardy, Mark, uh, Rebby, the whole family. I loved it. Um, it 
Like they're saying the run through the Indies after they left Impact was. I mean, was it's amazing. Like the brother Nero, brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Like that's so, so good. iconic. Like I love that. those phrases Absolutely. live fucking rent free in my head. Like to this day, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but like it fucking brought me back, and I know it brought a lot of people back, and it brought a lot of attention to the Indies. Which, you know, brought them back to the spotlight. And now they're all kind of doing their thing. And Jeff needs to get his shit together. So. And more importantly, it brought tag team wrestling back to the indies. Precisely. I mean, yeah, that gimmick was just something that was so easy for everybody else to be able to kind of work with and work around. Because there was so much to just that. Just genius. You just kind of had to dance around it and let it be what it was. The cinematic match, too. I mean, the importance behind how all that stuff was developed. And you got to give credit to Jeremy Borash as well. And uh, just in developing those things, which would go on to be a fucking WrestleMania main event in concept. So yeah, got to give it to him. Number two, Mr. Lawson. I know you guys are going to hate me for this one, but my number two um, embodies uh, my number one. And then a bunch of stuff that basically got me into wrestling. And this team say basically got me back into wrestling and that's the Young Bucks. <laughs> I, yep, you guys hate me. I told you. I told you, but uh, the Young Bucks, I know they're not traditional classic tag team pro wrestling, but they are traditional tag team classic pro wrestling. Come back. What? <laughs> I was telling him to come back. Come back. I mean, dude, like, so, like pretty much I grew up Attitude Era, like Love D Generation X. And even though they weren't really like a really a good tag team, like Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they were cool, but they weren't really a good tag team. Like once I saw these dudes and like saw how the athleticism and they were like doing the shit that I loved, got me back into wrestling. And then, dude, they're the goddamn merchandise kings. Like what they set up is basically how every independent pro wrestler eats these days. Like they are the ones they're the merch kings and they figured it out. And fucking set the outline, the profile for to how to do it, and just everything about them. They're so influential. Like, just I love their athleticism. I love their matches. Like, I've watched. Like, I started watching them. When they were in New Japan, like in 2014, and I followed everything all the way up into now to AEW. I don't know if that makes me like like bias or a mark, but I just do. I love this team. They reinvigorated pro wrestling for me. Like them. Bullet Club, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, like everything that was going around around that time. Like so many – and then all these people are still active today, and just – it's great. And that's – they were the team. Like they were – I – dude, I don't want to just Spotty. keep diving into Spotty. it because I know you guys really don't care because no one likes them like I do. But that's my fucking number two, the Young Bucks, all day, baby. Can't say I didn't see that one coming for honest reasons. I thought that that was going to be your numero uno, really? Nah, I'm not my number one. Yeah. So well, here we are. Right, hold on. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the gold medal portion of the top five tag teams. My number one with a bullet has to be a team that I feel embodies the dynamic of traditional tag team wrestling and how to work a crowd using tag team wrestling. Pops for days, territories for days. Still going, albeit not for long. That would be Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. Ooh. Oh. It has that's a, there's, there are still just paradigms that they use both in and out of the ring that are still used to this day that were not used prior to them, especially when you think about the roles of each prospective member of the tag team. 
And you can't argue being that over. You can't argue the crowd believing in it that much and wanting to be a part of those guys' lives, many of whom were, allegedly. And the amount of legends and everything else that goes around the mythos of that team, whether some of it's real, some of it's fake, doesn't really fucking matter. It's pro wrestling. So I got to give it to Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. Gotch boys. Gold medal. I can dig it. If you know us, you know who our number one's going to be. Rick and Scott. Oh, the Steiners. nothing like a brother tag team. Should have seen it coming. Should have seen it coming. Nothing like it. Yeah. What, I mean, there's a, just the Frankensteiner alone that Scott came up with is a move used all throughout professional wrestling. But the, the, the chemistry between the two of them is non-comparable. I love Ricky and Roberts. I think the Rock and Roll Express is great, but the chemistry that they had to develop compared to the chemistry that the Steiners were born with is non-comparison. Plus, they were the first legit all-American wrestlers as a tag team. I mean, it wasn't one before. Yeah, that's true. Not their shoot. I mean, I, some of the matches were like with them and Chris Benoit, like when they were just the, the chain wrestling at the beginning of the matches were just stupid. It's stupid, and it's so fun to watch. They changed, they changed tag team wrestling. I mean, it's... They were one of the higher-profile American wrestlers from the period of time that they were in there Japan. in Japan yes. and yeah. really kind of paved the way for a lot of certain types of guys to be over there. I mean, you know, like, you can see the pageantry of the Hogans and things along those lines. You have your Stan Hansons and your Brodies, but, like, in terms of the way the Steiners were, I mean, them being that over in Japan and being able to leverage that contract for other deals in America was a huge deal at the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't notice, we take a big influence from them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, Just a little bit. Hey, and uh, transition into more comedy wrestling. Not as much, but a little bit. My, my buddy who I'm going to go see in Atlanta this weekend, uh, Rick Steiner's on the school board. He literally gave him his diploma when he graduated and shook his hand. Like it's what? That's yeah. That's pretty cool. I watched oh. his uh, his son wrestle when he wrestled at Kennesaw State. I was working with the Middle yep, Kennesaw, Georgia, baby. MTSU at Middle Tennessee State. This kid wrestled and played football at Kennesaw State, and so I got to watch him wrestle and coach against him a little bit. It's pretty cool. He's a big. Kid. That's crazy. That's sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Gotcha's number one with a bullet. The Steiner brothers, Miss Jessica, gold medal number one. All right. So number one gold medal, because I'm really into them right now and kind of what's happening. Um, FTR. So forever the revival. Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood. At one? Ring of what? At one? Yeah. Oh, the I'm kind one. of obsessed yeah, with them right absolutely now. Absolutely not a question. And for the last at least four or five years. Yeah. Like where, where they're at right now, like what's they're, going on. It's not like, Oh yeah. They're they're right now for sure. So like right now, I just really dig them. Um, you know, if Dusty Rhodes develops you, you gotta be like, he saw something in them and, and I, I really am enjoying it. Um, it's it might be the southern a- accents and Vi- Vince can suck it because I know he doesn't like him and that's why, you know, he doesn't really like that whole southern accent making people talk in the ring and shit. But I think they're really good at their promos. 
Um, they also fought the vaudevillians a lot, which is one of my honorable mentions. I love them. I think their gimmick is adorable. If you've never heard of the vaudevillians, check them out because they're adorable. Yeah, but you know they're they're the W. So the as to be stated, WWE's first ever WWE tag team triple crown winners. So like you know they've done some shit and. People can get mad and upset because it's my personal favorite, and I'm watching them right now. There you go. No, uh, I guess I think old Simon from the Vaudevillains may or may not have a connection to our special guest this week, guys. Yeah, he's our cousin. He wears our shirt. No shit. Yeah, Simon's our cousin. And I you may have called one of his him. matches before too. And we, I love their gig. I love their shit so much. He accused yeah. me of ripping off Jim Cornette when I was wearing a suit at Crux. <laughs> <laughs> if you have like, so if you wear glasses and have a suit, you're ripping off Cornette? Okay. You know. it's Simon's chain wrestling, and we go back to chain wrestling a lot because we're both shooters, but Simon's chain wrestling is... Dude, just, fantastic. Absolutely. The match I called him dude. versus Akira, which Akira is known as a deathmatch guy. Yeah, 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 that was it. That was it. Dude, that was... Oh. That was, the show. that was a clinic. Yeah, that was the show. Wow. We were at that show. Oh, yeah. That was a whole uh, lot of Kerry Awful and AJ Gray at that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a goddamn slobber knocker is what yeah, that was. That, uh, that was slapper around the world, right? The, it was, <laughs> like, yeah, it was our initiation into Crux Wrestling. So that's geez. what they do. Kerry slaps the hell out of you, and that's how you get into Crux. After, I mean, that's how I used to get free drinks down downtown Nashville. <laughs> so. Yeah. I can't get free drinks in Nashville. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Number one for Jessica, FTR. Moving on to the last gold medal of the list, Mr. Wex breaking the loss. And what do you got, buddy? All right, coming in at number one for me has already been mentioned twice on – fuck. Coming in at number one for me has already been (laughs) mentioned twice on this list, and that's the Hardy Boys, Jeff and Matt Hardy. They are my original favorite tag team uh, actually, the first ever SmackDown live in Nashville, Tennessee, or not live because they taped it, but the first ever SmackDown in Nashville, Tennessee, I met the Hardy Boys on Broadway after the show, got my WWF magazine sign with Jeff Hardy on like the dirt bike with no shirt. You, you remember that one? Vaguely. Yeah, classic. Uh, he signed it. I was like, I was, I mean, it was 19, it was 2000. So I was nine years old and that was, dude. And ever since then, Matt and Jeff Hardy fucking been my favorite tag team of all time and literally every iteration even their solo stuff they've done like you said the broken like just like jessica said the broken universe like just i was already back into wrestling but dude i was watching fucking tna again because of that like i was like why i was like dude tna all this indie shit ring of honor new japan like that's what that whole era of that from like 2014 to like 2017 2018 like really Got it back in there. And Matt and Jeff, like, bro, dude, just like you said, Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Like, fucking classic. It can like, revitalize tag team wrestling. They, yeah. Them and they, the Bucks in that era, it, they completely revitalized tag. Tag wrestling was dead. So that's why I'm hoping Jeff can get his shit together because we all, dude, everybody loves Jeff Hardy. Like, I literally don't know a wrestling fan or just a person who even knows about wrestling. Like, you like Jeff Hardy? Yeah, of course. Everyone loves Jeff Hardy. 
You want to see him get his shit together, get back in there because one more good Young Bucks Jeff Hardy feud. I mean, not Jeff Hardy, Young Bucks Hardy Boys feud would just be great. Because I mean, I know I like you know Matt Hardy Private Party shit. Like whatever, corn pops. You know? That's cool, but I want to see no, the Bucks and the Hardy Boys again. I do too. And the Hardy Boys, dude, it's just that's tag team wrestling for me. That's my quintessential go-to WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, even WWF Attitude. They were off in that. They were, they've been around for a while. Yeah. Well, I can, I can dig it for sure. That's, uh, that's all of our top five tag teams, man. You got to look at the lists here. You know, there's going to be crossovers on any top five, like I said, but I feel like most of our lists were relatively diverse and everybody's definitely well-versed in it. This is the point where, uh, Wex, if you want to take back over, we're going to move into our two games of the week, starting out little Who Am I? We're going to um, come back to the Gotch Brothers here in just a minute. And Didn't you have them? They ha- they picked an indie one, too, right? Weren't we going to do that? Oh, yeah, you're right. A little yeah. reminder. All right, oh, indie yeah. tag teams. Indie tag teams. Shut up, Jesse. The I'm best independent tag team on the scene right now is not even a question, and if you have any other opinion, your opinion is wrong. The best independent tag team in the country right now is Kevin Koo and Don, Dominic Garini. Hey, that's my pick, too. Besides the Gotcha Brothers, of course. Oh, but hey, that's that's sure. the other right answer. We'll give you a free shirt next time we see you. <laughs> I'd, I'd like some more. I already, I already got one on now, but, you know, I'd love more great Gotcha Brothers wrestling merch. Yeah, Violence <laughs> is Forever. They're the three-time IWTV Tag Team of the Year. It's, it's really not even a question. They're stupid good. They're a dream match of ours. They're Sup champions, uh, other Sub maybe action and black label pro and yeah, BLP. Yeah, they're racking it up, baby. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, so good. You gotta love Kevin Koo, Dominic Garini, Violence is Forever. Gotta love them. Got to see those guys live multiple times. It's always, always a tear. Jessica, does Aussie Open count? Sure, yeah, yeah, because I mean, they're pretty indie, right. I mean, it's like I watch them on TV, so it's like, how indie do they have to be? You know what I mean? Well, but, uh, you know, you know, so I, I, I think they're amazing. Um, I would watch uh, Mr. Davis wrestle from behind any day. Twitter went Ooh. wild uh, about his ass oh, the last time so- he was on TV. And uh, the man has some cakes. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I guess that kind of plays into my pick just a little bit. Um, I was going to go Bussy. Effie and Allie Catch just helping dominate. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. GCW yeah. has a pretty great little tag team roundabout going on right now. I mean, I love what Second Gear Crew. You, I, mean, I, I love everything that they're doing over there really right now. Those shows have been top-notch here for a little bit. But, you know, uh, Allie Catch has been a favorite of mine since the first time I ever saw her at a SUP show. And Effie... We actually interviewed on a previous podcast of mine. My favorite interview that we did on that show, the entire history of it. Until now. I'm sorry? Until now. Until now, of course. Well, this is a different podcast. So different different podcast. We watched podcast of all. We did watch them lose their belts. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was it was I mean live. It was it was a great match. It was in Nashville. They're they're great. They're they're a stellar tag team. They bring a lot of diversity to the table. That's a fun one, too. And uh, after putting my foot in my mouth the first time, I guess now we'll slip into some games for a second. All right. So, yes, the first game, I guess, that we're going to play this week is the Who Am I? So I'm basically this week's um, uh, 
topic subject is OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling alumni. And you know, there's been a lot of people over the years here or there that have been there. So there's a lot of choices, a lot of picks. And the way the game works is that I'm going to give three facts, and then everybody gets three questions, yes or no, and then three guesses of who the pick is. And then after that, you know, if no one can get it, I'll just fucking reveal it. So uh, we'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, Jesse, do you want to start off with yours? Or do you want me to go ahead and start off with mine? I can go. I can go. I'm okay. All right. Let's go. I had the longest intercontinental title, intercontinental championship title reign of the WWF slash E in the decade of 2000 to 2009. I am a Guinness Book World of Records holder. And I have vertigo which has famously somewhat impacted my in-ring performance. Who am I? Remember, three yes or no questions and three guesses. Did I I ever wrestle for TNA? No. Am I currently alive? Yes. Are you currently active? Yes. Do I work for AEW? No. The questions also don't have to be in turns, by the way. Was I ever a WWE tag team champion? Yes. Was it with Rey Mysterio? No. Is it Randy Orton? It is not Randy Orton. Did I ever wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yes. Can I take a guess? Yep. Am I Shelton Benjamin? Are. What? Mm. His IC title reign was 244 days. He is the eighth longest reigning of all time and was the longest reigning in that decade. And yes, apparently he has vertigo. Wow. Wow. I don't know the vertigo part. His Guinness World Record is the uh, wrestler who won the most WWE THQ Superstar Challenges. Huh. What? <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> Pretty random as hell. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Wesley, congratulations. You got it. Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard, baby. Woo. That brings us to Wex. Who's your who am I? All right. So I'll go ahead and start this off. Um, uh, uh, during my 12 years between WWE and t- WWE and TNA, I never won a title with either company. I wrestled Chris Benoit in his last match ever in a losing effort. I am still acting. Oh fuck! I can't even talk right now. <laughs> Goddamn! I'm trying to read my shit, and if I'm just trying to read it, it's just fucking stupid. But I'm a still active in-ring competitor today in 2022 for a major promotion, a semi-major promotion, I'll say. Fuck. I thought the Benoit thing would get you guys, I, but it's eating my butt right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of it. I don't. Yeah, I'm not not having a good feeling on this one. Um, 
Did I hold a title in major promotions outside of WWE and TNA? Yes, and that's one of the ones that I wrestle for. It's I say it's a semi-major promotion currently. Did uh, they ever wrestle for AEW? Never wrestled for AEW. Is that mostly known for WWE, TNA, and then where he wrestles for currently? Uh, what the hell? Why? Do I wrestle for? Do I wrestle for Ring of Honor? No, because that's AEW, so that doesn't count. So that question that doesn't count. I won't let that count because Ring of Honor is AEW. Okay, do I wrestle for New Japan? No. It's an American promotion. Do I wrestle for NWA? Okay. NWA, yes. Do I wrestle for NWA? Yes, yes. Is it Elijah Burke? Yes. Boom, there you go. Was that one. was a fucking. I knew the the Benoit thing because that's a very Benoit, fucking crazy Benoit, fact. Benoit was it. Yeah, it's when he he wrestled him and he wrestled him in WWE uh, ECW. Right, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, yeah. Congratulations, Gosh Brothers, getting the Who Am I? I'll be guiding. Yeah. All right, so one for one. Nice. It's Jessica who gave us our category for this week. Let's go. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um, their wrestling career spanned over two decades. Started out in 1988 in the AWA. Hmm. Mm. Trying to think of what the last one is that won't totally give it away. And competed in Destination X in 2005. Ooh. That's a good one. Yay. Was I in ECW? Um, mm, no. Was I a WWE World Tag Team Champion? Yes. Wait, which promotion did you say? WWE. No. Or WWF. No. Hmm. Did they wrestle in Japan? Wait. Yes. Japan. Hold on. I got to not have a beer before I do this. We're a lot of tequila in, so. Yeah, yeah well, you guys, yeah. You know, I don't drink much. <laughs> drink a lot. No. I don't know. Am I... You said no to Japan? 
Yes, no to Japan. Hmm. Do you want another clue? Yeah, give, give us another one. Um, was inducted by Eric Bischoff into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh. The Outsiders? No. Oh, it's a baby. The baby on the screen right now. Joey, do you have any? When y'all get really close to giving up, I'll give one that should really give it away. I'm pretty close to giving up myself. Not Chris Candido. Um, let's see. So was in TNA, AEW, WCW. Was a one-time WWF European champion. Fuck. Who? God damn it. Um. You want me to give you the clue that should give it away? Wait. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Anybody else want to guess before I do this one? Oh, go ahead. I'm beat. All right. His symbol upside down is a pussy. Uh, DDP. DDP? Yes. <laughs> Tommy Dallas Page, yes. So I thought with the Bischoff thing, but uh, so he, he just wrestled for OVW, but like, gotcha. I think alumni, I believe, I went a different route, but you know, got us. I was thinking like OVW era guys, you know, like the WWE OVW era. That's where I was going, but I got you. But there's a long, but I mean, OVW is. A I mean, yeah, their alumni list is huge. I yeah, mean, it's crazy. I can name off a ton and it's just like. It's pretty, pretty gosh darn crazy, but we got them in. It's time for one of my favorites. This one's a pretty quick one. This one's called, would you rather gotchas? You guys can uh, chime in on this one too. Uh-oh. So, concept yes. is if you have a billion dollars and you're yep. about to start nope. a wrestling Done. company, I don't care what it is. Billion dollars? Yep. <laughs> you have a billion dollars to start a, a professional wrestling company. The would you? I'm going to name one commentary team of two people, Places. and then we're going to play Would You Rather that team or, and then I'm going to name four more. Okay. So you have a billion dollars, going to start a wrestling company. I'm going to go with the stable team being the current WWE pay-per-view team of Michael Cole and Corey Graves, just because that's who they just appointed to be their premium live event team now. So you have a billion dollars wrestling company. Would you rather Cole and Graves or Excalibur and Taz? Excalibur and Taz. Dude, Excalibur and Taz, they are so good and funny together. Not like, it's I, I can't I yeah. can't not choose them. It's, it's yeah. they're too good. I kind of got to go yeah, that route too. And Jesse, absolutely. I don't I don't think I've ever laughed with sure. either of the other guys. You know what I mean? Like it's like you want to cut up wrestling. You're supposed to laugh, you know? Like oh yeah, that guy's right. And they can be serious. Like we know oh, they can yeah. be, but when they they're funny, they're fucking funny. Like AEW Dark is just fucking hilarious. Hey, don't say it's hilarious. We're trying to get on AEW Dark. No, their commentary is hilarious. In the like, best way. And if you're doing some good funny shit like you guys do, it's going to be great. Well, Joey not, twerking in the ring is never it's not, not funny. funny. It's dancing. Taz is going to be like, what's this guy doing? 
I don't know. Hey, 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 dude, they're great together. I like it. I think right. Taz would turn his head and not look. <laughs> That's probably true. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, or current day Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. <sighs> Graves and Graves and uh, Corey. Graves. Corey Graves. I said Graves and Corey. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> Cole and Graves. Uh, yeah, for sure. Tony Schiavone, but man, Jim Ross is cringy lately. Yeah. No, like Jim Ross is only good. Like Jim Ross needs a few other people with him. And Shivani Shivani's good with anybody else, but him and Ross solo right now at their age, nah. Nah, nah, nah. I don't know. I'm probably going with Graves on this one. Yeah, me too. Cole yeah, Graves. I think I'm gonna have to go with biscuits and gravy too. All right, yeah. We're we're uh, once again in agreement. All right. Would you rather Michael Cole and Corey Graves? Or Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Yeah, that's not even. Dude, oh, dude, Gorilla Mon- dude, if we can bring Gorilla Monsoon back from the dead to be a commentator. <laughs> Always choose resurrection over your current situation. Dude. Yeah, and and Predator is a great movie. When uh, when HBK when, when they broke up, we're talking tag teams. When they broke up, Gorilla Monsoon was the highlight of that breakup. Oh yeah, dude. The deep, like I, got, I mean, I got all the fucking Shawn Michaels four disc set, and like, dude, I knew that's do that. that's a great call right there. But anybody with Gorilla Monsoon is a legendary commentary. Yeah, sure. Joey knows his wrestling history. Jacob does not. I mean, when Joey was deployed, Joey only watched wrestling for eleven and a half months. All right, we're gonna go. Uh, last one: Colin Graves or Shivani and Dusty. Dude, Shivani and Dusty, that 1997 WCW, dude, it's – like, dude, we're talking about funny with Taz and Excalibur. That is like you got the funny, the serious, but when the funny gets funny, Dusty and Shiv- – dude, go back and watch that. We covered it on this podcast plenty of times before and talked about how funny it was. Dude, those guys are fucking grade A, top of the line. Yeah. I love Shivani and Dustin. And sneak well, a little Bobby Heenan in there, too. You didn't even uh, mention Mauro Ranallo. No, I didn't. Um, and well, I, I, I like didn't bully him out of WWE, he'd still be fantastic. Mm. I like Mauro. I, you know, kind of trying to go with teams, though, that were kind of identifiable as teams. I don't know that Mauro really had, like, an identifiable partner as much. He was good. He was solo. He was solo. If he did, he probably wouldn't have gotten bullied. Yeah, he was better than everybody. That's why yeah. he got bullied. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was really like he he was one of those modern day dudes who was like on the level with like some of the classic guys. NXT would not have been <clears throat> black and gold brand better than every other wrestling at that moment without him. Oh yeah, that that was dude, that whole like I said, that 2014 to like until it wasn't good anymore. Yeah. Yeah, without Agreed. yeah, without him it wouldn't for sure. Cool. Well, that finishes the games portion of the show, which kind of brings us into uh, want to spend a few minutes with our guests here. Guys, if there's a way to get a little louder on the audio on your end, on the gotch end, um, I just. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Wanted to talk a little bit about what you guys have been doing that you like the most, what you've got coming up, so on and so forth. Like, what's the what's the last shot that you guys did that you were just, like, super stoked about going in, super stoked about during, and super stoked about coming out of? 
Um, Tuesday on IWTV. Paradigm debuts. Uh, we were in a tag team gauntlet match for the titles, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we debuted on Saw at Saw Wrestling this past month. We'll be there. Oh, Saw, yeah. That's crazy. Saw's back, dude. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're pretty high. We saw Rich show. Black there. Yeah. Oh. Rich Black, dude. Yeah, Rich yeah. Black, it was pretty man. cool, yeah. yeah. Dude, my girlfriend still has the Rich Black t-shirt that Rich Black's either current ex or some type of girlfriend gave him. Or then gave her, but yeah, it's it's funny. Like he's the only co- he's the only announcer with merch that I've ever seen. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. So this weekend we're at uh we're gonna be at KLBK in Chattanooga. Hanging mm. out with boys. We're not on the card, but I mean it's basically a Crux Wrestling show, so we're hanging out with the boys all weekend. What day is that? Saturday. Saturday. 15th. Yeah, fifteenth. At the world-famous TWE Arena in Red Bank, Tennessee, just outside of Chattanooga. Oh, I'm super fucking bummed not to be there. Be I'll be driving through there on Saturday. Oh, but, uh, Carrie got Luther. Yeah, no, they changed that. Yeah, dear meal. Um, no. And then in two weeks, we have our debut at Black Label Pro. Ooh. Pretty hyped for that. Oh, yeah. I haven't announced this. It's probably just a dark match, a tryout match, but pretty hyped for it. So, um. And next month, we're back at Paradigm. And then we're at Sawn again next month. That's cool, dude. Saw used to be in Millersville, Tennessee back in the day. Dude, used to come on Sunday nights at like fucking two in the morning on like WB or like it's UPN, like one of the stations. What we're used to. We, so when we train, we, we oh. train in those southern wrestling. There's like two different styles of wrestling there's the super indies. Yeah. Paradigm, GCW, Black Label mm-hmm. Pro, the Super Indies, and then there's like the Memphis. There's ra- then there's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, there's the wrestling, the Memphis wrestling. Tell and them about so that match. Tell them Saw about that is show. definitely a Memphis show, so hundred uh, percent. Hey, so it's pretty cool, yeah. So yeah, that like I I used to watch Carrie Awful on there and like other people that like we all know like back in the day like when like they hadn't didn't know the fuck I was I was just some dude in the crowd like. Trying to go yeah, watch man. me some fucking wrestle on a Friday night. A little inside breaking kayfabe here, dude. Memphis shows, all they do is when you're in the back, when you're in the dressing room, all they do is you call a finish. The rest of the match is completely whatever happens, happens. Super. Yeah, that's why you might catch a brain buster on the concrete in Centerville, Tennessee and have a concussion, you know? <laughs> Bro, whatever happens, happens. So it's a complete, it's a culture shock. I mean, we grew up, like when we trained, we trained Memphis. So it's a little... When we go to the Super Andy shows, it's a little different, but uh, yeah, Saul is definitely Memphis show, so it's home for us. So we definitely hey. love it. That's the beauty of wrestling. You got so many different styles, and so many. Crazy. There's a there's something for everybody, and I know there some people like to hate on this style or that style, but hey, I love it all. I love to watch anything and everything that I can. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a chance to watch Joey twerk in the middle of a ring, it's a good night. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's good pop. I mean, I'm definitely gonna get a bone for that one. All right, the uh, all right. Well, you guys mentioned dark already, and uh, I just wanted to ask outside of that for 2023 upcoming. You can name only one. You can name a couple if you want to. But what are some Gotch Brothers goals that you guys have for 2023? Our number one goal, uh, number one goal since we started was working GCW. GCW, hands down, is the best independent promotion in the country. I mean, it's not even close. 
And uh, we're really excited for our debut at Black Label Pro because we feel like that's a big stepping stone into getting where we want to be. It's a big door. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we got to hang out with Brett Lauderdale and chat with him when they came to Nashville. And uh, actually, when they came into Nashville, that's what got us our booking at Black Label Pro. So. Hey, all those are like interconnected. Like, dude, when they do those collective shows, that's that's yeah, like one one step closer. I mean, it's anything we can do. I mean, we a lot of our boys that you know we kind of came up with are kind. You know, they're getting onto those GCW shows now. We feel like with us being a tag team, we've got a little bit more ground to cover. Uh, tag team wrestling is not the same as working singles. Singles get more opportunities than tag wrestlers do, especially with us. We don't work singles. So it's a little bit of a more difficult road, but GCW is our, that's our main goal. If we can work there one time, we can retire and be happy. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. It's a good goal. I love some GC dub. I see it coming. I think it's happening. I love the fact that you guys are getting a little bit closer with every little step that you're taking. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week, going down the top five tag teams. If you want to, as we're going out, give us a couple little plug skis on where people can buy some of that illustrious Gotch Bros merch and where they can find you guys on social media. Yo, reach us. We do the dumbest TikToks. Folks <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, you aren't living, man. We're, we're sacrificing our dignity just to get over. All on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Gotch Brothers. Joey set up a merch store the other day. I don't uh, know it's it on is. Bonfire. Bonfire, there you go. I mean, I, I just did it to see if we could sell some stuff. Or just DM us. Joey's, DM a, mer- us. Joey's a merch whore. I've so. got so much merch in the back of my car. We sell we sell beer glasses now. We got beer we glasses. Sell beer glasses, headbands. Oh, looks like uh, you're going to be getting some DMs coming after this slide podcast. In, just slide it in my DMs. <laughs> just make sure you preface that you're wanting to buy merch so my wife doesn't get pissed at me. <laughs> but we're good hell yeah absolutely fuck yeah love it again thank you guys so much find them gotch brothers or gotch bros all the social medias go find their merch store definitely go follow them on tiktok for some supreme wrestling entertainment and other kinds of entertainment i am sure jessica where can everybody find you on socials uh, Twitter at Peggy Hillfeet, uh, Instagram and TikTok, busty.shackleford. What? Uh, yeah. What'd you say? Rusty busty. Yes. Busty. Oh. Busty with a B. Busty.shackleford. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm here real quick. When I was in the Marines, I was in artillery. We named our cannons, 155 millimeter cannons. It's called the M777 Alpha 1 Howitzers. Our cannon was named Rusty Shackelford. Hell yeah. That's Sorry. fantastic. I have to, it's I, a play I, on words. So pretty close. You know. I like it. It's it works, deal. it works, it works. That, 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 oh, man, that's great. Wex, run it down, bud. Oh, of course. You know you can always find your boy Wex at Wex Breaking the Lawson on pretty much all your social medias. But specifically, you know, my old Wex Breaking the Lawson on Twitter got a – you know, banned for me talking a little shit because I had to. So it's at Wex Lawson. The handle is the new one, the good one, the one you see us tagged in on the kayfabe comparisons one also. And, you know, always on the TikTok. Last week I was bullshitting because I had some extra work. But, you know, I'm off tomorrow, so I ain't got shit to do. 
took the day off. I'll, I'll post some Tiki Talks. I'll get some YouTube videos popping off. Uh, we'll be promoting heavy on the social media, so get on there, you know, engage, leave us some comments, tell tell us your favorite Gotch Bros match, tell us your favorite tag team, tell us anything. We're going to get in there with some engagement, you know, we want to talk. We want to talk wrestling, baby, because we love wrestling, and that's why we're all here today. That is correct. You can always find the podcast at kfabe.com on most socials. You can find us at kfabe.com pod on TikTok. Find me at Jesse Baker Nash, even though I don't live in Nashville anymore, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find our absent illustrious leader, Mr. Daniel Daybreak, at Daniel Daybreak, on pretty much any social media that's ever existed since any of us were like 12 or maybe even before. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. We will have surprise topics for everybody next week's show. Thank you guys for joining us. Give it a like, a share, a follow, all that fun stuff. And we are out. Peace. Peace. Bye.